It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. And the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The year is 2261. The show, the name of the pod. Coming to you live from the end of season four. This is the name of the pod, the Babylon 5 podcast in which we discuss the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990 science fiction television program Babylon 5. My name is John Cassie, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend and co-host, Chris Tatro. Hello, Chris. With a bit of a weird uptick at the end of Chris my name. Tatro. Chris Tatro. I don't really know where that came from. Have you, uh, which version of you are you? Uh, I am the worst version of myself from the worst of all possible worlds. So from Earth 31, I, I, this I'm, is Chris. I'm some, some form of, yeah, some, you know, multidimensional you know, gone astray. Clearly I've, I've bopped into the wrong, wrong timeline. A, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Len yeah. has, a, has a theory that, that everything in this world, uh, kind of went off the rails when Abe Vigoda died. Yeah. That, that you can really, you can, you can pin it down exactly. And that's when we entered what he's calling fish point. Uh, uh, as, as, you know, we, we, uh, if you, if you watch you know, people who know the flash, there we go. Uh, there's, therein lies the humor, but yeah, fish point is the, is the timeline that we are in now. Uh, yeah. In other timelines, Abe Vigoda continues to live and the world is a sunny, cheery, happy place. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I can't speak for you, Chris, or for anyone else, just me, but, uh, my brain uh, never really goes into neutral. It's constantly jabbering yeah. in my head about 10 million things, right? Yep. Um, and every now and again, something comes through sort of sort of clear, right? <laughs> but it isn't connected to anything else that I was thinking about. And I'm like, is this another, is this like the Earth 3 version of me? Uh-huh. And I'm like picking up a kind of, Seventh Signal? dimensional yeah. super spray string kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the thought that came to me today, I don't know why I'm going to say this because we never try to go to political spaces in the show. But what, what, I, what I think, what I thought was, well, six years into the Romney administration, it's probably time for a change. And mm. I'm looking forward to two open primaries in the, uh, you know, going going forward, right? Mm, yeah. Six yeah. years into the Romney administration. Well, that one. Can you imagine that that bounced off of a off of some sort of other dimensional something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows where that was from? Hmm. <clears throat> and you know, the nice thing is we don't have to talk about it anymore because it has nothing to do with our with our show today, which is our season four wrap up. Right. Right. Uh, in which Chris and I are going to go through our top five and bottom three, and then I'm going to riff a little bit on. Uh, something that I've been thinking about about the entirety of season four mm-hmm. uh, now that we've gotten to the end of it. And, you know, listeners, you may come to the conclusion that it's a whole bunch of malarkey or that maybe I was onto something, but I don't have it right or, uh, you know, I'm totally wrong or maybe you'll just unsubscribe. Who knows? We, we don't claim we'll, to. We'll come to it. Yeah. We don't claim to be experts. We just, you know, say what's on our minds and we, uh, you know. Hope that it's entertaining somewhere along the way. Or you know what? A very good, a very good both. friend of mine who I uh, 
play board games with and whatever. We spent some time together last week. And he was talking about the show and said, it's good that you picked a show that sometimes you have problems with, that Mm. you don't just fanboy, provide fanboy service to, because you're actually approaching it more as a cultural historian, as a, Mm. uh, you know, as a, uh, you know, as people who appreciate it for what it is, Mm -hmm. but can see when it doesn't quite land. And that's a good thing that you and Chris do that you, he's like, because I listen to some other shows that are about stuff that I'm interested in, but they can be a little slavish. And at some point it's like, well, why do I, you yeah. know, well, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why I, would we talk about it for a hundred episodes? And right. I see that online with, with some things where if you dare to question the glory that is whatever, Right. You know, what are you thinking? You know, clearly you have you're exercising your wrong thought and need to be purged. Um, yeah. Or, or on the other end of the spectrum, if you happen to, you know, mention any kind of positive aspect of something like, say, Star Trek Discovery, uh, then right. people will, you know, you're 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 wrong and need a lobotomy, you know, stat. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, I I think that that in this program in Babylon Five. We've got a lot of great stuff, mm-hmm. um, but not everything is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't have any trouble picking three episodes this season that I thought didn't land for me. Yeah, you know, I, I this was the hardest of the seasons we've had so far. No to question. Pick episodes. Uh, no and, question. And I think a lot of that is because it's almost a twenty-two hour film. Correct. You know, or or maybe a couple of. You can a couple of eight hour movies or something that rather yeah. than 22 individual episodes, it was it was hard for me to slice and dice out which ones to put in my top and bottom list. Yeah, I found the top a little harder mm-hmm. than the bottom. I didn't find. I didn't find either particularly uh, uh, difficult, unlike. Uh, you know, in say season one, season two, yeah. where it was a little harder, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think you were kind of you know, spoiled for choice for the, the the rank of bottom three in season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit. I mean, but look, I, I I think that that one of the things that we've said all along is that uh, season one, like almost every other program that we adore, in the ends, season one, mm-hmm. gravely problematic in a lot of ways, but seasons two, three, and four. Really, quite good. Absolutely. With four, I de- I, uh, arguably being the best yet. Mm-hmm. I think you could make a case that three maybe is stronger than four in the aggregate. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure I would be prepared to go to the death on that. Yeah, it, it would be tough. I think three and four are stronger than two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, Agreed. You know, maybe that's. Yeah. You know, just a function of the fact that the story had evolved to a point where the overarching narrative is in virtually every story. Right. And so even when you've got stuff that feels a little bit interstitial, it really isn't. Yeah. There's yeah. there's there's almost no fat on the bone. Yeah. There's no gristle in this season. Well, there's apparent there's a little bit because we were able to choose three bottom episodes yeah. each. But yeah. but it's 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 a very it's very lean and very compact, as we've said before, because <clears throat> they thought they were 
coming up against the end of the show and yep. JMS wanted to finish up as many of the main storylines as, as he could. So That's right. No time for gallivanting about and, and, you know, one-off guest appearance episodes. Right. Get right, right to the storylines and go. Yep. Yep. Um, so to that end. Yes. Uh, what's your bot? What's your top five? What's your five? My number five top episode was uh, no retreat, no surrender. Okay. Which Interesting. I I noted if only for the Londo Jakar stuff. It okay. would have made it onto the list. Okay. That was uh, a super solid segment where we 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 started to see the ice breaking and the redemption of Londo. Okay. Yep. Um the that whole scene where Jakar is just is just silent and staring at him and then pours right. the pours the 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 wine or, or whatnot back into the into the bottle. Just so powerful. Um, right. And, you know, it, it gave us a good uh, a good amount of Earth versus Earth ship battle, which which I'm always there for. Right. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, it was kind of extraordinary. To watch Katsulas just seethe. Mm. Right. Just siege in rage. Yeah. About. Uh, about this, but also, you know, I'll sign, but on a separate sheet of paper. Yes. Not on the right. same page. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, was kind of the marker, right? Yeah. That and this was coming along. Yeah. And seeing Jurassic play Londo's evolving awareness, even within that conversation about yeah. the ground that he was on. And, yeah. and how he needed to appeal, you know, that, that starting it off in a, from a position of almost pure Londoness of, of selfishness. Right. And, 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 and kind of moving, you know, where the I need to be redeemed here, you know, moving from that into the, into the bigger picture uh, that he knew that Jakar could, could see. Uh, right. You know, it, it was, that may be, that may be, may be my favorite scene of the, of the entire series so far. It was, it was pretty extraordinary, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and you simply don't get the interstellar alliance without that first, do you? Yeah, you definitely need that. Right. Um, yeah, I did. I don't have that on my list and okay. shame on me. Well, because I should. There are lots of good ones. I mean, I yeah. probably left off some myself. Yeah. Well, we'll see, right? Where's, what's your number okay. five? My number five is The Long Night. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's, it's in large part because I thought the front half of the season was, was stronger than the you know, mm -hmm. the, the first nine were, you yeah. know, holes were, were stronger than the second nine. Okay. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the, the emergence of the, um, the shadow's mm -hmm. own planet killer. Mm -hmm. Right. Gravely problematic. Right. Okay. Yeah. Since 
we've got a kind of an es- escalation of our own. But for me, it's it's the culmination of that um, of that assassination mm-hmm. plot, right? And that that now it's it's sort of launder where no one, right? Right. Um, and prime minister, emperor, you know, I liked our yeah. conversation about that, right? Um, well, you mean you say it's Londo or no one, but it's Veer. End of the day. Well, you know, yeah, sure. Right. I, right. Right. You want right. something done, um, you call in Veer. I you thought Londo is just going to be too self-absorbed to, uh, right. to get the job done. Right. Uh, which, you know, was mm-hmm. a nice character turn. Yeah. Uh, suggests that the nebbish veer that we get at sort of at the end of the season is a return to writing the character in a way that misses that he probably has more steel in his spine after this. I mean, he may, but he also, at least what we saw in the immediate aftermath, and I don't remember if it was in that very episode or if it was in the next one where veer was seriously shaken by what he'd done i mean having having done something yes. like that really it, it, it can harden you or it can break you and and i right. but i don't think we saw either of those paths reflected in veer in the 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 second half of the season which was unfortunate right hmm. indeed yeah yeah um okay so that was my five my four, four? i'm gonna get I'm going to get flack for putting this so low on the list was, was rising star. Um, because I thought, interesting. I, okay. I thought it's, it's a, it's a very solid culmination of not only the season, but the series. Okay, you know, we, we had said if, if the show okay. had to go out, this was a good note to go out on. Right. And it, it wrapped up all, you know, all of the substantial remaining, arcs of season four uh it gave us yep it gave us the interstellar alliance it gave us the uh you know, yeah the it, it gave us sheridan kind of pulling pulling a fast one a very sheridan kind of move of like oh well i suppose yeah. you know i yeah. have to concede you know madam president and oh look now i'm you know boss of all the galaxy and you know king of king of the universe right. hmm well, I guess that worked out for me, didn't it? Uh, right. You know, d- right. Despite, um, despite not uh, not a good cap for Ivanova, and that's the that's the one thing that I really wish that we'd had uh, leaving the season. Yep. But uh, but I I just thought it, I thought it was it was strong and on the on the main character points, it it hit what it, it did what it need, needed to do. I can accept that. Yes. <clears throat> if you get flack for your position of rising star, oh dear. I'm going to get even more because mm. it isn't on my list. Jinkies. Yeah. Mm. Well, interesting. What is your four yeah. though? Falling toward apotheosis. Ah. The episode immediately prior mm-hmm. to the long night. This is the episode where Morden. Yes. Okay. And you know, he's such a, uh, you know, he's such a villain of of unique proportion. You mm-hmm. know, he's like your Alex Krychek from the X-Files, right. Ben Linus mm-hmm. 
from Lost. You know, these, and we've talked about this, yeah. right? You know, he's, um, you know, you know, he has no. There's no redemptive arc, mm-hmm. right? I don't want a redemptive arc. <laughs> You're just a bastard, yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, and so getting him, and the way in which that has to come come off, interesting, right? Um, this is the episode where uh, Kosh 2, Electric Boogaloo, had to be done right, in. Right, right. Right. And that was a nice bit of story escalation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, you know, we, we get these kind of, again, on, on Centauri Prime, these hooks into the narrative that's to come. Mm-hmm. Cartagia's mm-hmm. sense, you know, let it all burn in fire, right? That kind of right. thing. Um, well, that that to me is is speaking to the long game, mm-hmm. which when this show does the long game, it's it's really, in some respects, at its mm-hmm. best, right? So it felt to me like, you know, when I'm when I'm sort of looking at the scope of the thing, yeah, that's a real strong. It strongly links that first part of the story together links it really effectively to season three and mm-hmm. to, and to where, you know, season five may be going and ending. Right. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I definitely have to agree with that. I, I had it, it, it jostled for position in my top yep. five a number of times and, and I think it lost out and I don't know, you know my brain is a stupefying place sometimes. <gasps> and, and I, I said to myself, well, if I'm going to put, the long night in at number three, which I did, then, you know, then that can, that can cover a lot of the, the ground of falling toward apotheosis. It, it really can't. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. I contain multitudes. What are you, you know, do? It, your um, point? No, so. your point is interesting. This is why this season was challenging because each episode yeah. was meant to so tightly lock with the ones that came before it. Right. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. I initially started to do things like, well, maybe I'm going to string episodes together. Like mm, we, I would have called you out uh, on yeah, that for cheating. Yeah, and that was so cheaty yeah. that I didn't even bother trying <laughs> it. Right. Because you would have demanded I immediately reconstitute my list on the fly yes. or be yeah. given a red card, you, can, you know. You can see me pulling off my mailed glove and and smacking you with it, demanding satisfaction. That's correct. Which I yes. would have deserved because that would have been Cheaty McCheaterson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, but hold on while I rearrange my top two positions. <laughs> <laughs> joking. Exactly. Joking. Um, so that's where that's where I landed. Number four, yeah. falling toward yeah. apotheosis. Now your season, your your number three was Long Night. It yeah. was, yeah, and which we've already which we've discussed. The only uh, additional note that i want to throw in there's a kudo to to brian cranston oh for sure the 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 captain of the sacrificial you know sacrificial goat yeah uh that's that's going to go out there and well you got to make it look convincing but yeah so sorry that was dark yeah yeah and you know good on um you know good on brian cranston yeah right that kid's got some chops he's going places yeah he might turn out to be something someday yeah um just gotta lose that goofy haircut. All the time. We mm-hmm. all had goofy haircuts from the nineties to get rid of. Some of us still do. <laughs> so, 
So my number three at any rate, yes. Yes, was please. The Hour of the Wolf. Okay. Oh. Season okay. four, episode one. Right. Because it's hard to write a good episode one. And I thought they mm-hmm. did a very nice job mm. of making those sort of commitments. We're going to go look for Sheridan. I am going to go look for Garibaldi. Okay. Sort of a mm. reminder of, of the Jakar. The, the loyalty. Yeah, the, exactly. The friendship. Right. Yeah. Which we're yeah. going to need to contrast with Londo in his full Centauri politics nonsense at the beginning of these, you know, at the beginning of this season. Um, right. And, you know, it was useful to see that Sheridan as Nexus, which we had just gotten the episode before, mm-hmm. it sort of paid off, you know, as the the League of Non-Aligned Worlds and all of that work that they had done, you know, just can't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hold itself together. It has to be held together. Uh, right. right. So, yeah, that was yeah. my three. No, good points. I, 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 I didn't include it because I. Almost felt like it needed. It, it needed Zahadum. You know, it needed the the end of season three, for hmm. the start of season four to be as strong. Okay. Much as you say yeah. with with pairing of episodes, it, it it needs that it needs that balance. But it but it was. I mean, it, as you say, it's a, it's 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 tough to 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 give a strong out of the gate episode starting off a yeah. season when you've done something that big at the end of the, the prior right, season. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, your my, two? My two is uh, is Into the Fire. Okay. Uh, you know, wrapping our first half of the season. Uh-huh. Uh, our, our major capstone. Um, you know, yeah, and we get, we get a, a truly epic uh, Kirby-esque space battle. Yes. With all of the first ones and and weirdness and and the beauty and really, I I guess part of the thesis statement of the show is that that they win the war not by shooting, but by diplomacy. Right, right. You know, a lesson that probably was picked up from earlier runs of star trek that i think would have done better to remember in in recent years for sure yeah there's there's a there's a lot to be said for taking the philosophical yeah tack right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah so that was my that was my number two episode my number two is moments of transition ah Okay. Because I thought that that Delenn as a canny politician mm-hmm. willing to outmaneuver the mm. increasingly unsure of himself Naroon and to show mm-hmm. the rest of those, you know, uh, 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 you know of, of her enemies up for being the kind of self-serving buffoons that they were mm-hmm. was Delenn at her absolute best. That character has never been more interesting yeah. And uh, I just I thought it was extraordinary. Um, and and, you know, it's all to me. You know, it's all about that. And mm-hmm. it's all about 
trying to come to terms with, you know, to what extent is xenophobia, anti-alien sentiment, sentiment going to figure in this program? And what does it mean, you know, to constitute a, you know, an approach to, 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 to being Mimbari mm-hmm. that is ready for the next thousand years? And yeah. this, this idea of the worker caste being the, 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 the ones in charge of the new Grey Council, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought yeah. that, was, that was a very nice touch. Um, so, right. you've, yeah, you've built up, you've built up a society that can't go forward because it's stuck in this struggle between these two dominant classes. Right. The only right. answer is to, is to upend it and, you know, full luxury gay space communism now. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, number one. You're number one. Intersections in real time. Okay. Because um, I'm a sucker for the interrogation, you know, the prisoner-esque uh, vibe of the of the episode, the the small, cl- darkened, closed set, right, uh, right, with only the stuff. two characters. It was, right. it was. I thought it was psychologically uh, tight. I thought that it was, it was compelling, and especially when you consider that there was, what did we determine? There was like a six month break between that episode and the next one. Right. Uh, it just, it, you know, that's, that's a place where you either end a season or you go on a, a significant mid season break and it has real, just real impact. Um, I just thought right. that was a, I thought it was a really, really well done episode. Right. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Unlike the previous examples of this story, because we talked in our own show uh-huh. about this being the third go, mm-hmm. this had the subtlety mm-hmm. and the nuance that I think makes this kind of story work. I think when it's over the top, it just doesn't land. Right. Uh, um, and so it was kind of nice... You know, yeah, it was it was seeing that JMS had come a long way as a writer from that's right uh, from the, the the previous interrogation episodes that we'd uh, that we'd seen, um, you know, with Jack the Ripper, right, uh, or uh, or the the what was it night one and two back way back in season yeah. one, right, yeah, right, yeah, <clears throat> um, um, yeah, and. Top of your list, sir. The summoning. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. this is the episode where Cartagia can't get Shakar to scream. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. You know, yeah. you you're going for that. I will I will sign, but on a separate sheet of paper. Yes. Right. For me, this episode is you know is first because mm-hmm. of the depths of darkness. Into mm. which the Jakar Londo relationship has to pass mm-hmm. in order for it to go forward. It's like it's like Gilgamesh and Enkidu, right? Mm. This is the point of absolute darkness. Yeah. 
And I found that, that very compelling. Was that the is that the one where they take his eye just in the in the very last yeah. minutes as, yeah. as sort of an afterthought? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Um extraordinary. Extraordinary mm-hmm. acting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, just give him what he wants. I do not, I will not give him mm-hmm. what he wants. We do not oblige conquerors. If I right. give him what he wants, I would no longer be an Arn. Mm-hmm. But then he does. Right. He does scream. Right. I mean, everyone everyone has their limits. Right. And so... And I wonder if that helped to soften or to, to, to help to bring about the relationship between Londo and Jakar. Right. If, if Jakar had managed to stay resolute and not break, right. Would he have, you know, it, it, it's like the, the, you know, the solid Oak or the, the reed in the wind. Yeah. Right. Sort of issue. Would he have, would he have not been able to bend right. later on? If right. He had not broken then. Right. Yeah. 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 That, huh. That's where I think, I think it's a seminal critical moment for the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why for me, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's first. Um, yeah, absolutely. And also during that, that whole sequence, watching Stephen first, mm. it's, you know, you know, his reaction getting more and more and more anguished. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it tells us a lot about that character as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Very compelling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that this, the fact that we had only one overlap. It definitely right. shows. Yeah. Speaks to the breadth of quality, right? Absolutely. Right. I have Absolutely. no objection to any, any, I could have picked any of the episodes you picked. Mm-hmm. Same. Likewise. And. And I would have felt like, yeah, this is entirely defensible, mm-hmm. even though I went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Right. I found at the end that at the end of watching the season that mm-hmm. I was really compelled by the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And there it is. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my list and I've I've got, you know, 60% of mine are coming from the second half. So yeah. uh, even though I feel like I liked the shadow storyline better than the earth war storyline, but I just happened to, you know, some of the, some of them, at least the moments or the, the pieces of those episodes really stood out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Who can say, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think I want to put in an honorable mention on there though, for deconstruction of falling stars. And we talked about it last week. For sure. Um, which you know, I think conceptually, it's a magnificent episode. I think it suffered in execution. And and I think that was only because there was too little time to turn it around. For sure. I really think, you know, given the, given the time, the production timeline for that episode after they'd already wrapped season four and were start, it, it was right. It was for all intents and purposes shot as the first episode of season five. Right. Uh, and then to get, having to scramble and get it back into the broadcast order. Right. Uh, give him another month or two to, to sort of work that one out. And I think you would have had a, an, an all time. I mean, you already have what a lot of people consider an all time classic episode. Great, yeah. 
epic episode. Um, but I think it would I think it would have been better served by a little more uh, a little more time, a couple more go throughs. Right. Uh, you know, I I was listening to a podcast uh, from the Long Now Foundation. Mm-hmm. Do you know the Long Now? I've heard of them. No, they're sort of futurists, essentially, right? Oh, yeah, you've sent me some of those to listen to, yeah. Yeah, and this most recent episode, uh, actually, I think the most recent by one, was with the novelist um, Ian McEwen, Mm -hmm. um, who has written something uh, that's coming out that's a counterfactual where Alan Turing lives. Okay. Okay, and, you know, because he lives... Computing is advanced, you know, 30 years faster than Mm -hmm. it otherwise would have, right? Sure. And in the conversation, he and the the host of this podcast um, talk almost almost exactly about what deconstruction was about, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And they cite all kinds of things that you and I talked about in this episode, or in Mm -hmm. that episode, you know. They talk about Leibovitz, they talk about... They make a mention of the Stapleton books that I suggested that mm-hmm. you that you have a, a have a go at you know Star Maker and Last and First Men, and I think really you know folks if you if you listen to this podcast, you ought to and you've never listened to the Long Now you really ought to go and listen to that one because it was very compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with your yeah. honorable mention to deconstruction. Um, yeah, it's such a strange little beast, isn't it? Yeah, it almost yeah. doesn't. It doesn't sit it doesn't, well in with season four because it's such a separate entity. Yeah, it, and that's it, why I had trouble including it. Yeah, it can't really be evaluated mm. in the way that these others can. Right, right, because right. it's such a unique and sort of singular piece of television writing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's worthy in its own for its mm-hmm. own sake, right? Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so well, do you want me to start? You- Start off with our bottom. List. Okay, bottom three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect my number three will be a little controversial. I chose between the darkness and the light. Ooh. Okay, and I chose it because I thought all of the business with Garibaldi being captured by the Mars Resistance played mm-hmm. as sort of silliness. Mm-hmm. It, I did not believe it. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and the space battle was. Awesome, Mm -hmm. but the Ivanova being taken out by a piece of space debris is not acceptable. Full stop. It undermines all that great Londo and Jakar work that was being done in the in in the show. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, I just don't think that that if you're going to take Ivanova out of the show, fine. I don't think this is what you do to a character who people have invested four years of their of their mm-hmm. time into. Yeah. Unless you've established that this is a show like Game of Thrones where <laughs> people are anything can happen, yeah. right? Well, in the larger context, you know, she's not being taken out of the show. Yeah, you know, because the 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 plan is is for Marcus to you know, nobly sacrifice himself for her. Okay. okay. But, yeah, I can accept that. But, but you know, still, I, I, and you said when we were talking about the the episode, make her make her grievous injury the result of something more 
heroic or more active rather yeah. than rather than a passive role um which frankly i i feel like is kind of where ivanova's been in the last two seasons right yeah. right so yeah I, I, yeah. yeah i my, my i think my memories of her as a stronger character don't line up with what i've been seeing over the last few years mm-hmm. last few seasons here yeah so hmm. yeah okay so unfortunately yeah yeah so that's uh, my bottom three okay. number three all right my uh my bottom uh number three is uh, rumors bargains and lies okay once uh, again, we continue to disagree. We do, do, okay. do disagree. Go. Now, as, as much as I liked Moments of Transition, uh, this one really fell flat to me. One, you had the two two story arcs running in parallel, two storylines right. running in parallel. Right. Of Sheridan manipulating the non-aligned worlds into going along with his plan. Right. In a in a way that on, that could be written but couldn't happen. Right. <laughs> Right, you know, right, right. It, it was, uh, it, it yeah. was, yeah. It was like, that, come on, really? Yeah. This is what you're doing? Um, yeah. Right. And, and all the, the warrior versus religious caste stuff and the misunderstandings and the non-communications uh, that, yeah, leading to this, this poisoning and everything and. Right. Uh, and, and there you get Lanier taking the right. bullet in the way that, that you would have wanted to see Ivanova go down. Right. You know, do something noble. Right. Do something heroic to earn that, you know, of course, Lanier doesn't die, but, you know, that it's that kind of thing. Um, yeah, they, they it, it feels like both of those, both of those sides of the story were, were contrived and and forced to the point where they had to to make them mirror each other, right? Uh, and they just they just they fell flat for me. Yeah, I totally appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I think that because I had such a such strong feelings about moments of transition mm-hmm. that it sort of pulled rumors, bargains, and lies. Yeah, out of that it. bottom three. Yeah, right now. And I, I will say, there's, there's still great moments in that episode. Yes. yes. You know, when, when Lanier at the end says, you know, she doesn't see right. what's going on here, and she can't know because it will unmake her. Right. And she It'll, must be what she is. Right. Because we need her to be her. Yep. Yep. And that means we have to create around her. Right. A, well, a lie essentially. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it would be it would be so easy to look at the episode and say, oh, well, Delenn didn't even know this was all going on. That's that's ridiculous. She must, you know, she must be be idiotic or there, you know, it's it's a it's a, a bad writing that she wouldn't know these things are going on. But oh, no, that's know, good writing. But but you save it. You save it by having Lanier insulating her. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think if it hadn't been addressed, it would have been like, what do you mean she doesn't have any idea these things are happening around her? She's, uh, she's yeah. smarter than this. How could yeah, she not? Yeah, yeah uh, you're totally so, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. My number right. two, yeah. Racing Climb Mars. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, this was like the 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 deepest interstitial of interstitials, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I was still kind of coming off of the end of the Shadow War. Uh, Franklin and Marcus together, it's just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought most of the stuff that happened there read as implausible. Captain Jack, no, n- <laughs> not okay. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I don't... Was this yeah. also the episode with Woohoo? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. 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 That was that was jostling for position in my bottom three as well. But yeah. Uh, but was was spared the knife. R- right. Yeah. Oh, but um, but by the thinnest of hairs. Right. Mm. Yeah. That that relationship kind of stuff. I don't know. It just. It just seems silly to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, and and I remember getting twenty minutes in, thinking, "Is this is this going, is this going anywhere?" Right, mm-hmm. and the answer, it, you know, in my perspective was, "Well, not nowhere really," mm. right. Um, so, yeah, I really wish we'd gotten some more depth on number one, you know, the the leader of the resistance. I think that's coming. It's coming. Okay, then I will. I will yeah. retract my my objection. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I'll actually do. You know, in in the weeks of our of our hiatus, maybe I'll watch season five ahead of time so I can stop saying stupid things like pish tosh, pish tosh. Uh, that, that, that's what yeah. that's what the listeners tune in for is us saying stupid things. I got to remember that. Well, I think some of them. Uh, we, you know, we we give them something to rail about. We provide a service. We provide a service. That's we, right. We help them to feel smarter by illuminating our ignorance. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, quite. Your number two? My number two uh, was The Illusion of Truth. <laughs> um, yeah, my number one. Okay. Okay. Because we've already done it. That's right. We didn't need to go back to the well. That's right. Um, and as much as I liked Stephen first direction. Yes. Um, it, yeah. He it, is it, not it, at fault. I don't think he's at fault here. His I don't direction think, was good. Yeah. I, again, there was the the contrivance in the 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 writing. Yeah. To be able to get the scenes that could then be stitched together into the the vilifying propaganda uh, was. A little beyond my ability to suspend disbelief. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just it, it in a season where you're 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 really racing against the clock. You know, it, it felt like more filler than we had time for. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's also kind of weakened by the fact that the. The first pass of this concept mm-hmm. was a more, uh, more nuanced piece of writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it totally didn't land for me. Um, totally and way off. And the third off. pass yeah. on it, if you if you consider deconstruction, yeah, to be treading the same ground. Yeah, which I don't think I do. Well, in some ways, I think where where you get the political panel kind of discussing okay. yeah. stuff. You know, the, the where you have you have the two sort of talking heads sec- segments of deconstruction. That's more, more of what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I, I take your yeah. point. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so I'm wondering. I'm, I'm are keen. Our ones and twos. No, you well, I, well, that would require your number one to be Racing Mars. Because oh, my no, number true. one that's was true. Illusion of Truth. Ah, I see. Yeah. Right. So now yeah. we drop to your number one. Uh, my my number one bottom episode of season four was Atonement. Okay. Uh, with, Go. Uh, with Dylan's uh, memory. Yeah. Trancing. You know, yeah. Recollection stuff, uh, which as, okay, as part of the, the, the whole like recovering memories in a matrix kind of situation thing. All right. I've got issues with that, but that's fine. You know, we can set those aside. It's, it's the, and we said this a couple of times this season, Delenn never learns. Yeah. And, and this, there should have been a larger, uh, larger impact coming out of this episode. You know, the fact that she was the one who started the war Right. She was the one who was was screaming for blood and vengeance. Right. And she's just never going to bring that up to Sheridan. Well, of course she's not. I mean, which is part of the problem, right? Yeah. That's that's it's difficult. Yeah, difficult to reconcile. Um yeah, it I it, it didn't it didn't work for me. Uh yeah, that's about my number 4 or 5. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think if we'd expanded to the to a, a bottom five, we probably our list, list probably would have lined up. You know, yeah. Closely. Yeah. 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 But it was tough. Even you know, it was tough pulling those those three or four. You know, there were, and and each of them had redeemable parts. But yep. But it yep. was uh, it was definitely it, it was definitely a it was harder to pull out like this, this episode in and of itself was not a good piece because it, you know, much like a, like a Jenga tower or a house of cards, it's That's all right. propped up by each other. Right. Yeah. None of these episodes that I talked about would have been discussed in season one or two. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I mean, in, in all fairness, you know, they're, they're just like, well, no, they don't quite land. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We there's nothing in here. Uh, the whole season, it's just nothing, fine. There's, there's, it's there's good. nothing in here that approaches Soul Hunter or Infection, right? Or uh, or uh, TKO, right? Yeah. Gropos. Yeah. I mean, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm glad that we have finally come to the point where. <laughs> We've got so many things to choose from that mm-hmm. that you and I diverge, mm-hmm. right? Because our lists have been, you know, largely the same, right? You know, in season two and season three, you know, just more. Oh, well, that was your number five. Well, it was my number three. Da, 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 right? right? Yeah, we had very um, little overlap. Yeah, yeah, virtually none. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so here's here's my thesis for the season. Okay. Yes. I think it's I don't think it's organized correctly. Okay. And I think I would have wanted the story to go something more like this. Okay. We have to get each of our four main powers through a crisis inflection point mm-hmm. to be ready to be 
part of the next thousand years. Okay. okay. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Centauri have to go through it, then the Narn and the Mimbari. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the Centauri, Narn, Mimbari, and then humanity. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I want all of those things to happen before the Shadow, mm. Vorlon, right. Denouement yeah. happens. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. and I think I want it. In, in kind of like this order, okay? Mm. We have to get from Zaha Doom, we have to get our characters back, right? Mm-hmm. So, Hour of the Wolf, but maybe with some of the content from Atonement brought in. Like, like, mm-hmm. like Delenn is summoned back at the worst possible moment for her, right? While, mm. while the Centauri and the Narn... Um, well, the Centauri descend into crisis, right. and and Jakar sets himself up to be captured. Okay, mm-hmm. you bring Sheridan and Garibaldi back in episode two, not three. Okay, mm-hmm. and you can leave Garibaldi as he is, and Sherid. You don't need to change those characters. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and you you move as quickly as possible to that. Um, to the shouting match that we got in Racing Mars. Sure. Right. You, you, you move immediately to that. So you get mm-hmm. those characters estranged very quickly. Okay. Okay. And rather than wrapping up the Centauri Narn mm-hmm. crisis so quickly, you let it play out. Because Cartagena is such an interesting character. Mm-hmm. To only mm-hmm. give him five episodes seems like a missed opportunity, right? Don't resolve yeah. the Centauri. Resolve the Centauri and the Narn first, but at episode 12. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Stretch yeah. it. Have Clark actually make progress in advancing towards Babylon 5. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have him be no more. He doesn't need to be any more uh, wicked fascistic, uh, uh, racist, xenophobic than he is. Just make him, make him be able to advance his agenda. Okay. Okay. Show his agenda being advanced. Okay. The League of Non-Aligned Worlds, the Alliance is collapsing. The Vorlons and the Shadows are continuing to do what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they haven't escalated to that like crisis level. Okay. Right. Because their right. opposition isn't there to force it yet. Okay. Right. So it, it, that makes sense that, that if, if Sheridan and, and Babylon 5 are still dealing, their attention is divided. They're still right. dealing with the, the shadows and the Vorlons. They, they can't be holding Earth, holding Clark off as, as strongly as they ended up doing. Right. And so, so it looks yeah. more like the station is threatened. Yeah. Right. And the tension is maintained longer. Okay. Maybe war on two Clark, fronts. Right. War on multiple fronts. Mm-hmm. No reliable allies. Not because they are politically hostile, but because they're either on tenterhooks because of what the Centauri are doing, or they're being picked off by mm-hmm. the Vorlons 
mm-hmm. or by the shadows, right? Mm-hmm. And the Vorlons and the shadows are step by stepping what they're doing rather mm-hmm. than going from DEFCON 5 to DEFCON 1. Mm-hmm. More or less in one go. Like you get the Vorlon planet killer still, but you get it in episode eleven. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and you pull back into the narrative a lot of the content from episodes like Lines of Communication mm-hmm. and Vital Powers, Face of the Enemy. Okay. You pull all that back in. Okay. Yeah. You get you resolve the Centauri Narn. Mm-hmm. They kick the shadows off of Centauri Prime. They they it resolves the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, that the Vorlon planet killers mm-hmm. are coming. They kick them off. There's an intervention. Mm-hmm. Centauri Prime is spared. Okay. Mm-hmm. You then resolve the Delenn story. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. You then do like a two-hour movie mm-hmm. where you resolve the Earth story, okay? And mm-hmm. it involves Sheridan. The episode before it is mm-hmm. um, intersections in real time, mm-hmm. okay? You know, he's being interrogated, 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 okay? Right. Then the, the movie is mm-hmm. he's released, Mars Resistance, Telepaths, da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. undoing Bester, right? And you can really, you. I would film it as like, you know, uh, Act One, Proxima Three, Act mm-hmm. Two, uh, the, you know, uh, the other outlying colonies, Act mm-hmm. Three, Mars, Act Four, mm-hmm. Mars, Act Five, Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And you get then all of these peoples have transitioned through the. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, but it isn't right. yet. Okay. Uh-huh. Then, rather than having those uh, shock ships and the alliance and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? You have President Lukashenko or Luchenko, yeah. right, with the ambassadors on Earth because it's finally been resolved. See a massive fleet of shadow ships. Okay. Mm. Then leaving, right, or, or coming, or, or well, they're there. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And and you then need to get everyone together mm-hmm. to maybe drive them from Earth. Mm-hmm. And the battle of the first ones takes place in the solar system, right? Mm-hmm. Or they drive them back to Babylon Five, and it takes place at Epsilon Three. It takes place at Babylon Five, mm-hmm. right? Something like that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? And then you get deconstruction of falling stars. Done. Mm. I like it. I mean, I. I I always like the the battle on multiple fronts going yeah. on. You know, it was it was kind of a mystery, and I think we noted this earlier on in, in the season why Clark kind of held back to do anything until the Shadow War was resolved. Right. You know, if if he had put pressure on, if he had kept the pressure on earlier, it would have weakened the the army of lights uh, ability to fight off the shadows right right. so yeah uh i think it would have made for more increasing kind of spiraling tensions right uh, and and intertwined the two storylines together 
uh, I think in a, in a more satisfying way, uh, you know, the, the only thing I, I wonder is which, which of the stories did JMS think was the real story that he was telling? Well, you know, I, and, I, I, and again, I think the earth is the, I think he thought the earth was the real story that totally. he was setting out to tell here. Totally. Yeah. And, and the shadow war was, was kind of a distraction along the way. Uh, so, but you know, I, 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 I like, I like the way you've pitched it. Well, it just feels to me like, like, I, I don't know. I would have wanted, I would have wanted more tension mm-hmm. that the, the existential threat presented by the Vorlons and the shadows to everyone resonates more right. for me. Right. 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 Um, yeah. But, you know, I, you know, you go back to some of my stuff in the first season where I'm saying, you know, why is it the dawn of the third age of mankind? What, you know, hmm. humans and aliens, you know, in two million five, you know, that blah, blah, blah. Why yeah. is it humans and aliens? Why isn't it just, you know, millions sentient of beings. sentient beings? All, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you look at points where maybe the narrative could have been restructured to hit what I think his deeper thesis is, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, JMS is a, he's not a xenophobe. He's an anti-racist, you know, he's mm-hmm. an anti-fascist, mm-hmm. right? right? I think that that's, that's all over this program mm-hmm. uh, to me. Oh, and I, so, I don't know how you could see it any other way. Yeah. And so a way to, to stretch that out mm-hmm. feels to me like, well, I would have, should have swung for that. Yeah. You know, but that's what I was thinking when I was coming to the end of, of season four that I, I thought, ah, yeah, I wonder. Well, when, uh, you know, again, I think we see this in our wrap ups every season <laughs> so far. When, when Jeff Bezos backs up the giant money truck to our doors. That's right. To, to let us be the executive producers of the prestige format uh, relaunch of Babylon 5. Right. And then by gum, people, you heard it here first. Yeah. And, you know. At that point, someone, someone's else will make a podcast criticizing all the dumb things that they think we did. <laughs> and that's probably well deserved. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. You know, we'll have our money truck. Yeah, I mean, look, the the that's right. The takeaway. Suck it, losers. <laughs> I'd love to answer your email, but I have <laughs> I have too much money to count. I, I'm sorry. I'm busy Scrooge McDucking through my piles and piles of cash. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've decided I'm going. Yeah, please. Whatever we whatever we do, we can't be worse than season eight of Game of Thrones. I mean, come on. Word. Give us a chance, Jeff. Come on. Indeed. We can do this. Yeah. We have no other ambitions. We don't want to get yeah. on another show. Right. We're just two white guys who have never made a television show before. You know, throw us a couple million bucks. Why not? Yeah. That's how what could go works. wrong? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> let us pitch. Let us just, just let us pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Now, better still, just trap back the money up. Yeah. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. A lot of pairs of shoes. Truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, folks, we've come to the end of season four. Uh, we've gone longer than we would generally go, uh, but uh, we hope that you've had an opportunity to be infuriated by some of the points that we've made and that you disagree with them and that you'll give us your own top five list. Um, 
I'm looking forward to uh, after the hiatus. I don't know. We'll probably be back in three months, something like that, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we normally do. Um, looking forward to getting into season five and seeing uh, if my uh, my <laughs> genetic memory of hostility to Tracy Scoggins <laughs> <laughs> continues to hold true. <laughs> that was oh, I, you know, because because you were a Lois and Clark. Sure. Yeah. From day one. From day one. And, yeah. And when they announced her coming onto this show, you were livid. Right. It's like, are mm. you? You cannot be serious. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm hoping that I'll be pleasantly surprised because mm. it's going to be a death slog if if I get to the <laughs> end of episode one of season five and I'm like, I can't stand this character. Well, well it's going it to be, be a entertainment struggle. for the listeners either way. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will. I will rail rail against against the insanity um almost inevitably i'll decide that i like her and i was wrong all along because that's true about almost everything there we go yeah yeah you are usually wrong about everything all along yeah Mm-hmm. yeah it's gotten me this far why mess with success right i mean i've yeah. been i've been friends with you for 30 years yeah that hasn't paid off in any in any <laughs> really notable way um, it's probably one of the worst choices you've made in that time period. Uh, yeah. But you know, although, folks, you know, as we, as John said, hiatus coming back in the in the fallish. Uh, keep an eye on the Facebook page or, or yes. in your feed. We will drop an episode after we've had a chance to read Becoming Superman, right? Uh, which should be out in just a couple weeks now. Um, so we will uh, we will chew through that and give you our thoughts. Yeah, and that will uh, fill fill the the emptiness in your lives uh, where once were our sultry voices. Dulcet. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. The- <laughs> Peanut gallery. Peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah. John, do you want to do you want to meow in the manner of, uh, of in Max. the manner of Max? He's shaking his head a vigorous no. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. is uh, Max? Is Max is? I, I don't think Max has spoken up for most of this season. No, because he, he liked on. season four. He did. He liked it he more was, than us. He was a big fan. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we'll see what he thinks of season five. Yeah, as will we all. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Chris. All right. Thanks, Take listeners. Care. We'll see you all right, again have soon a good summer, in season everybody. five. Bye. Bye.